Welcome to the second episode of the MSology podcast on multiple sclerosis called Disease Activity and Progression Matter. I'm Stephen Manners, editor of MSology. This program has received unrestricted funding from Novartis Pharmaceuticals Canada. In this episode, we're going to continue our discussion of disease activity with our panel of MS specialist nurses. I'm very pleased be joined by Peggy Cook from the MS Clinic at the St. John Regional Hospital in St. John, Brunswick. Hello, Stephen. And our second panelist is Jill Nelson from the MS Clinic in Burnaby, BC. Hi, Stephen. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure. Now, in the, in the first episode, Dr. Paul Giacomini talked about disease activity in MS, the, the inflammation that shows up on a brain MRI, which a person with MS may experience as a relapse. So, Peggy, Relapse is a term that everyone has heard, but can you explain exactly what's meant by a relapse? How is it defined? Relapse is it's, it's disease activity. It could be new MS symptoms or it could be a worsening of symptoms that you've had before, but they're significantly worse. They usually last for at least 24 hours. Is, is how long they last for, and they, they could vary. It could be anything from blurred vision to numbness. It could be a significant increase in, in your fatigue or your ability to think. So it's the whole range of MS symptoms that are included in what is an MS relapse. But it could be something new, or it could be a worsening of something that you've had before. Okay. Now, Joe, what kind of relapse symptoms... Do people describe to you same sorts of things? Yeah, so you know, there's as, as Peggy touched on, there's all sorts of different uh, symptoms that can present in a relapse. Um, commonly, we do see visual disturbances, and that can be all sorts of different types of dysfunction, whether it's blurry vision or double vision. Uh, maybe feels like you have a veil in front of your eyes or um, a blind spot um, as well. You can have difficulty with walking and that really is being caused by different types of uh, symptoms such as weakness in your legs or maybe stiffness or specificity in your legs or they're not flowing as smoothly as they typically would or problems with, with balance. Um, you could be swerving off to the side. So what you would typically see in a, in a relapse is you have an onset of symptoms, they get worse, and then they plateau, and then there's recovery. So again, it could last, have to last longer than 24 hours to be called a relapse, but you know, these symptoms can last two days, a number of weeks, a number of months, and they're very unpredictable. Okay. You've described symptoms in, throughout a person's body. Are these ha these relapses happening in the body, or is it all happening in the you know the central nervous system in the in the brain and spinal cord? So MS is a disease of the central nervous system, so this is where the disease activity is occurring. Um, essentially, what this activity does is disrupts the messages going from the central nervous system, which is the spinal cord, the brain, and the optic nerves. It's disrupting the messages that are going to various parts of the body, depending on where the damage is occurring. So symptoms are felt in parts of the body, but this is not where the damage is occurring. It, it, it is in the CNS. Okay. 
now Peggy, if a person gets out of bed one morning and, and maybe they feel worse, maybe they have a, a weakness in their legs or their balance is off, um, would, would that be a relapse? How does the person know if they're having a relapse? Sure. So if, if those symptoms are new and th- that patient has never had those symptoms before, then it is very likely that, that it could be a relapse. Or if they've had those symptoms but they weren't that bad, then yes, it very well could be a relapse, although they should look at other reasons first, such as an infection. Do they have a bladder infection? Do they have a fever? So they they should rule out other reasons. And if those symptoms are still hanging on a day later, then yes, it very possibly could be a relapse. Now, Jill, what about other symptoms that are a little harder to put your finger on, like fatigue or or, or a person doesn't feel as mentally sharp as usual? Uh, Would those be signs for a relapse as well, or or is something else going on? Yeah, that's that's a good question. So absolutely, these more subjective symptoms can be a relapse, which really have been only realized in recent years. Um, We see that people with MS can have the onset of cognitive difficulty, they can have significant and very debilitating levels of fatigue or an alteration in their mood, even like a depression that increases, plateaus, and recovers, just like relapses with physical symptoms. Both physical and mental, potentially. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, now are, are there things in your lifestyle that can make your symptoms feel worse? I'm thinking of a hot bath, for example. Uh, and and yes. does that mean you're having a, a relapse after having a, a hot bath? No, it does not. So after having a hot bath or exercising, you get really warm from exercising. You're outside in the sun have it for a brisk walk or gardening. Those activities can make your symptoms feel worse, but that doesn't mean you're having a relapse. Something else activity-wise would be you didn't have a good night's sleep. You had a really rough night. Uh, you're not sleeping well, you're not eating well. So sometimes those things, those those stressors in your life can also make your symptoms feel worse. So you need to treat the infection, find out why you're not sleeping, and treat those things and try to take care of those things. And then those MS symptoms may feel better, especially the heat ones. Once you cool off and rest, those symptoms should go back to baseline. So a person has to kind of evaluate themselves to try to figure out if what they're having is, a, is an actual relapse or versus maybe just feeling a little worse that day. Yes, yes, because there are good and bad days. There's no doubt about it, and a lot of things can affect your symptoms. Yes. So so if they think they are having a relapse, Jill, what should they do? Should they, did they call the MS clinic or they call the neurologist or the GP? What do they, what should they be doing? So it is always a good idea to call the MS clinic um, when in doubt. First of all, wait the 24 hours, see how things play out. They can always, you know, look around their environment and, and see if, if there is something else going on that would explain it. But they can always call the clinic and have that discussion with the nurse um, to help tease out, do we think it's a relapse or is it more um, caused by environmental factors? Um, and we can suggest going to their family doctor to rule out things. We can send them to the lab to test for infection. So 
it is a good idea to um, at least communicate with your MS clinic to help make these decisions. And we don't want patients to feel like they have to figure it all out by themselves. But um, yeah, always a good idea to, to make the call. Okay. And so, so when they're describing uh, their relapse symptoms to you, Jill, uh, what are you listening for? What are, the, what are the things that they should be reporting? Yeah, so what we would probably ask for is what are the symptoms? When did they start? Are they still worsening or do you feel they're getting better? Uh, and then we can help kind of rule out anything else that might be causing it, like the fever, infection, bad sleep, stress, all those sorts of things. So they just really need to be able to describe what's going on and a time frame is, is helpful. Now, now, Peggy, do you also ask them, you know, for example, uh, the impact that these symptoms may be having on their daily life? Is that important for you to know? Yes, for sure. We do ask that. Um, you, are they able to walk as far as they could yesterday? A lot of people go for a daily walk. Are they able to go as far? Sometimes people will give generalizations. I can't walk as good. Well, you know, if they could be more specific, what does that mean? Are you not able to walk as good because you're tripping over one of your feet? Or is it because your balance is off? Or is it because you get dizzy? So, um, yeah, we ask those questions. Are you able to go to work? Are you able to get yourself in and out of the shower? Are you able to take care of your babies? So, for sure, we do ask those questions. And, and like Jill said, we don't expect people to know we don't know so for sure call us and we can we can talk through that i guess you have to be kind of like sherlock holmes you know if for example somebody says they're having problems at work it could be fatigue but it could also be they're having difficulty concentrating or they're having difficulty getting to work or something you have to kind of figure that out i suppose yes for sure and and people recognize that in themselves yes they they recognize that, and it's not something that they usually do report the first time that it happens. It's usually happened over time, or a colleague or a family member may notice something different. So, yes, they um, they they do report that. Okay. Now, Joe, if, if a person's having disease activity, they're having relapses, they're having symptoms, and they're taking their medication, uh, is there anything else that they can do to help themselves? So if you do see disease activity when you're taking a disease-modifying therapy, which is meant to control your disease, uh, you need to call the MS clinic or set up an appointment with your neurologist to report the breakthrough disease activity. This could be a sign that the medication isn't working and they need to switch to something stronger. It also could be a sign that they're not taking their medication as prescribed. They're missing doses, maybe because they don't tolerate it or the administration schedule doesn't fit with their lifestyle, or they're, they're forgetting their doses. So, you know, this is also a sign that the medication isn't right for them, and they need to switch. Um, okay. Our goal is for treating, treating MS is to prevent disease activity and preserve healthy brain tissue, and, you know, once it's damaged, we don't have any treatment to repair it yet. So... Being on treatment that works is, is important, and it needs to be communicated to the clinic because there's definitely options, lots of treatment options. And what, and what about non-treatment options? What, what can they do in their daily life to maybe uh, improve things for themselves? We do have some, some very good evidence 
that tells us is taking something like vitamin D, taking about three of those tablets each day can help prevent relapses. It's very possible or not, or relapses that aren't as severe as they would have been. Decreasing the salt in your diet, where there's a lot of salt in processed foods. I think a lot of people are, are, you know, they're, they're very aware of how much salt they're adding to their food. But in processed food, like frozen pizzas and things like that, there's a lot of salt already in there. So uh, cutting those things out or cutting back on how much of those things you have or adding color with fruits and vegetables to your diet, those things we do know are helpful. Getting some sort of activity every day, whether it's going for a walk or bowling or maybe a stationary bike at home, you know, in Canada the weather's not that great. The most important thing about exercise is to find something that you enjoy doing and something that you can do that is achievable for you and maybe doing it with someone because the social aspect of of exercise is important to a lot of people. Having good connections with people, having a buddy that's going to encourage you to do something. And don't forget about your sleep. Sleep is very important also. A good night's sleep can make a huge difference. So if there's something that's interfering with your sleep, see if you can eliminate that. If your mind is going all the time and you're not able to fall asleep because your mind is has worrying thoughts and you're thinking about everything you have to do the next day, then maybe talk to someone about that and see if there is perhaps a medication or meditation or something that can help you with sleep. And routine is important for sleep, having a dark, quiet room, going to bed at the same time, um, reading one chapter of your book, whatever that routine is for you, whatever gets you in the right space to lay down and have a good sleep. So those are just a few things that you can do that don't involve medication. Jill, I guess regular exercise, regular activity, that's been especially challenging during the the COVID pandemic. Um, What advice do you give to people to, to be able to maintain their activity? Well, during COVID, we've all sort of had our computers become our friends. So there's a lot of <laughs> online exercises that can be done. Um, and definitely walking outside and getting fresh air. We, to get exercise and, and be conditioned doesn't require going to the gym, uh, walking, especially in our, our patient population, um, does wonders for not only conditioning, but for mental health as well. Um, and, and all those factors that Peggy talked about with socialization, um, to keep up with that um, was probably more important during our, our pandemic days than, than any other time. Okay, well, that's about all the time we have for this episode. You've been listening to our nursing panel, Peggy Cook from the MS Clinic in St. John, New Brunswick, and Jill Nelson from the MS Clinic in Burnaby, BC. Thank you to you both. You're welcome, we'll be talking Stephen, to... and thank you for all that you do. <laughs> we'll, we'll be talking to the panel in Episode 4 when we discuss the important topic of why disease progression matters. Be sure to tune in to the other episodes. Thank you for listening. I'm Stephen Matters. <laughs>